0: On today's show, Volkswagen won't sell diesels in the U.S. anymore. Plans for a new Jeep Wagoneer have been scrapped. And John answers your questions and comments, and you said it. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. The Jeep brand keeps expanding its lineup into new segments, and it had plans to move more upscale, moving a whole segment above the Grand Cherokee. But now Auto Forecast Solutions reports that plans for the 2019 Jeep Grand Wagoneer have been canceled. The problem seems to be that the architecture for the Grand Cherokee, which is also shared by the Dodge Durango, simply cannot accommodate a vehicle that is a full segment size larger. The solution may be to build the Grand Wagoneer off the ram pickup platform instead. The most expensive Jeep right now is the SRT Grand Cherokee, which costs about 65 grand. Jeep sees the opportunity to go even further upscale than that. While this could be the least surprising news we've reported all year, Volkswagen isn't going to sell diesels in the US anymore. CEO Herbert Deiss told German newspaper Handelsblatt that the company is quote, working under the assumption that we will no longer offer diesel vehicles in the United States. And that's a big blow for the company, especially for its dealers. Through October, VW's sales are down 13% in the U.S., mainly because it hasn't been able to sell diesels since last year. But VW isn't the only German automaker looking to dump its diesels in the U.S. Automotive News reports Mercedes is considering doing the same due to slumping demand. It's currently conducting consumer research to see if it should dump diesels. The EPA is also conducting stricter tests in the wake of the diesel scandal, and that's delayed certification for several diesels that Mercedes wants to come out with. And that's also causing the company to rethink its diesel strategy. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems.
0: Back in 2009, GM introduced hybrid versions of its Silverado and Sierra pickup trucks. Those models ended up being discontinued due to low sales. But now another company is jumping into electrified trucks. The Workhorse Group, which makes electric delivery vehicles and drones, is getting set to come out with an extended range pickup concept called the W15. It has an estimated 80-mile range on electric power and is equipped with a gasoline engine that will kick in once the battery is depleted. The truck, which is aimed at fleet buyers, will make its official debut at the ACT Expo in California next May. You know Borg Warner is a traditional powertrain supplier that can trace its roots back to the 19th century. Its expertise was primarily centered around the internal combustion engine, but in today's increasingly electrified world, the company is modifying its business strategy. Last year it bought Remy International, the company that was once known as Delco Remy and used to be a part of General Motors. Now Borg supplies belt alternator starters, a very low-cost way to achieve stop-start technology and mild hybrids. It then combined its own transmission expertise with electric motors from Remy to create this EV drive system that is already being used in China, though Borg Warner will not identify who its customer is. It also created this in-cabin heater for electric cars that runs on high voltage, up to 800 volts, but uses very little battery power. Borg is doing a lot more than what we've just detailed here, but it is a great example of how automotive supplier companies are adapting to changes in the market. Coming up next, John answers your questions and comments, and you said it.
1: For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work, Dow. And now it's time for some of your feedback. A number of you, not surprisingly, had something to say about the presidential election in the United States. Nobody important says, the USA automotive industry has been crippled by left-leaning ideals for half a century. Let's try it Trump's way for a change. We might actually rediscover how to win again. You know, I'm not sure anybody would say crippled, nobody important. This industry is enjoying all-time record sales and all-time profits. That doesn't sound crippled to me, but that's not to say that Trump cannot help the industry. Centurion 1973 is on the other side of the fence, he says. I expect a disaster if Trump implements his insane ideas. But hopefully, Senate plus car makers lobbyists will stop anything too crazy. Actually, the lobbying group is already asking Trump to back off on regulations. And finally, Tailfins asks, Do you think Trump will be good for the automotive industry, John? Well, I think that Trump has got to be very careful and he's got to remember the law of unintended consequences. Ripping up NAFTA and cutting back on fuel economy standards could actually hurt the American automotive industry. And I'll have a lot more to say about this next week in AutoLine Daily. Doc Wolf wants to know, will full-size trucks get 48-volt systems first? You know, that's a good question, Doc. These mild hybrids would be perfect for trucks. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, Mark Royce at General Motors said no trucks would be able to meet the fuel economy standards after 2019 without some sort of electrification. And the 48-volt systems are perfect for trucks and SUVs. Didi Mulyadi wants to know why the Ford EcoSport will not be sold in the U.S. until 2018. Why so late, he asks. By the time the Sport arrives, other companies already have second-gen or third-gen models and improve their CUVs. And, you know, that is the million-dollar question. Why is Ford waiting so long to get the Sport into the American market? It makes no sense whatsoever, and Ford is not offering any explanations. To me, this sounds like a major mistake, and I'm sure somebody out there in the audience knows exactly what's going on. Kit Gerhart wants to know, on cars with multiple drive modes, like my Corvette, are the tests done in the mode that would give the best MPG, probably Eco, on my car, or the default, which is Turing, on the vet. You know, man, you guys ask a lot of really good questions. I don't know the answer, but we are going to get you one. TJ Watson, 59, notes that when new car photos are shown, they almost always have a license plate painted as the car color. Why even put one on a car then go through all the trouble of painting it to blend in as if it weren't there for publicity photos? TJ, I noticed the same thing and I don't have an answer for that either. Looks like I have got some phone calls to make. Hey, thanks for all your questions and comments. We really like getting them. But with this, we wrap up today's show. Remember, we here at AutoLine are closing down for the next two days for the Thanksgiving holiday. We sure hope you have a great Thanksgiving as well and we'll see you all right back here on Monday.